Amen. It's uh, it's so cool to see. I'm gonna ask the pastor. Mandy comes up here too. It's so cool to see what God has done over the past year. One of the things that we're gonna do this morning is uh, we're gonna look back a little bit on 2016, and we're gonna look forward uh, to 2017. Um, God has been at work. We got to see in the way in which God is working in Sarah's life and a number of other people's lives. Uh, we as a church, one of the things that we are really adamant about doing is keeping Jesus a subject, keeping Jesus first. And so to do that, uh, we say that we try to keep Jesus first or we exist as a church um, in this way. We exist so that people might come to know God, experience freedom, live with purpose, and be set in motion to carry out the Great Commission and the Great Commandment. And so that is what we are about. Everything that we do as a church, the things that we try to organize, the way that we deal with, with people, all of those things, we hope that people will come to know God, experience freedom, live with purpose, and be set in motion to carry out the Great Commission and the Great Commandment. Um, as you uh, might have seen in your uh, mailboxes, um, all of you should have received one of these first church annual reports. Um, and they discuss some of what God has been doing in the past year. Um, you get to see kind of some things that we track and who we just want to be as a church. Um, so I encourage you on your way out, if you haven't got these, um, take it home. It's a cool little coffee table uh, conversational piece, too. If you have people come over, they can check out your church and what God has been doing in your church. And so uh, this morning what we're going to do as we kind of look back and celebrate what God has done over the past year is we're going to talk about our four areas of ministry or the four things that we try to accomplish. Uh, the first one is knowing God. We want everybody to come to know God. We want those of you who already know Christ to be growing in a relationship with Christ. Like that's a goal of ours for you, for your relationship to, with Christ to deepen. Another goal of ours uh, is for um, people who have n nothing to do with Jesus or know nothing about Jesus, for them to start a relationship with Christ. And so that's a, that's a goal of ours under this understanding um, or under this phrase of knowing God. Uh, the way we do this, or one, of the or one of the ways that we do this and the way that we emphasize encouraging this are on our Sunday morning services. So if you notice, like when you come here on Sunday morning, we're going to do a number of things that we believe will help you know God. Uh, we're going to worship. We're going to pray. Uh, you're going to have Bible teaching uh, every Sunday. We believe that those are um, avenues for people to coming to know God and growing in their relationship with God. Over the past year, we've had six people give their lives to Christ. Uh, and we've baptized four. Uh, we're getting ready to baptize two more here in a couple weeks. Uh, so we're really excited about what God is doing um, through our services and through you um, and through our time together. I, I do want to point out, and this is a trend that's happening all around the country. In fact, uh, Barna Research just posted this as well um, recently, which is kind of the leading church research institute, um, is that if you notice that our church attendance is down. Uh, it's down by a couple people this year. Um, it's something that we've noticed, and it's something that we want to improve on. Um, we did have some pretty large families move away, um, which has made an impact, while at the same time people are attending church less. Uh, but uh, we don't want to make any of these things excuses for ourselves as a congregation. And I want to encourage you, 
uh, to continue to invite friends and family to church. I want to encourage you to continue to try to disciple and to reach out. I mean, it should always be a goal of yours uh, to make disciples. This is what Jesus wants for us, uh, is to invite people to follow Christ. And that's one of the things that uh, we are about as a church. Um, we're going to show you um, some ways that we do this uh, throughout the service. The first way is we are going to bring the children up here. And they're going to uh, share with you some things that they have been learning because they are part of our Sunday morning services. We just don't always get to see that. So, Pastor Mindy, we bring the children up. We've got all the groups coming now. We've got our kids' church coming first. They're going to line up for us. Then we have our beginner's class. And then our toddler group. going to begin with sharing some of the verses they've been learning, and then they have a song prepared for you. How can a young person stay on the path of purity? By living according to your word. Psalm 119.9. That the message of Christ dwell among you literally as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom through psalms and hymns and songs from the Spirit, singing to God with gratitude in your hearts. Colossians 3.16 These commandments that I give you today are to be on your hearts. Impress them on your children. Talk about them when you sit at home and when you walk along the road and when you lie down and when you get up. Tie them as symbols on your hands and bind them on your foreheads. Deuteronomy 6, 9. Thank you guys very much. In our children's department, they've been learning stories and they've been learning verses and going through the Word of God. As you can see, they're very excited. 
to uh, hold those Bibles and touch them. So we want to keep encouraging them to do so. As they've been learning, they're understanding that God is talking to them through the Word of God. And he wants them to, to listen. So they wanted you guys to know that they are listening, and they want to know if you are listening. Because they're hearing that Jesus wants to know them, and they are getting to know Jesus, and they are getting to know God through his word. So you got to see uh, kind of a, a brief um, moment of some of the things that they've been learning. Uh, because, you know, it is, um, you, I don't know if you're like me, but sometimes you wonder, like, what are they doing behind us out there? Um, we want to know that they are, are learning about Christ. We want to know that they're learning the scripture so that we can go home too and, and teach those things to them. And I'm so glad to have many to help with that. And everybody who helps with our children, um, we thank you for doing that. Uh, you are part of teaching our children on how to know God each and every week. Um, and so one of the things that we want to be reminded of is that we want everybody to come to know Christ and to grow in their relationship with Christ. The second thing we want people to do as they grow in their relationship with Christ, this is kind of a natural expression of it, and it's this idea of experiencing freedom. We, 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 we lump it into this idea of a free, experiencing freedom from sin. Um, I don't know about you, like, but when you became a Christian, um, it's not like all your problems were gone, were they? Uh, yeah, no. Um, and it's not like all your sinful habits were just wiped away. Now, maybe some of you had some miraculous healings in some areas of your life where some desires were just completely changed. Um, one of the things when you come to know Christ, uh, you will have the desire to follow Christ above all else. Uh, but sometimes there are some deep-seated habits in your life that need to be changed. And one of the ways that we encourage you to change those habits and experience freedom from those things that have kept you bound, um, from doing things that you wish you would never do, and making those mistakes that you wish you would never mix, uh, make, is a spiritual family. Now, as you look around, you have one big spiritual family here that's with you this Sunday morning. Uh, but the truth is, um, you know, if we're averaging, I think over the past year, I said 157 people. If we're averaging 157 people every Sunday morning and our, uh, our membership is 180 or over, uh, you can't get to know each and every person on a personal basis. Uh, they can't get to know you on a personal basis in a way that they can encourage you to make the steps of real growth in your life. And so we encourage everybody to have a small spiritual family that we call growth groups uh, that meet together, together each and every week that, where you can encourage um, each other. Uh, the cool thing is that over this past year, we've had more groups meeting than we've had in a really long time. Uh, we've had over 25 groups uh, meet uh, this past year at some point in time um, or groups of people that are getting together to encourage people spiritually um, to uh, disciple one another and um, so I, I just want to thank all of you growth group leaders who have done that everybody who makes this a priority in your life I really believe that it changes your life um, and so this is why you know I'm always asking people to get into a growth group get with a spiritual family because it makes a difference um, our student ministry has adopted this model, and so uh, they get very up close and personal with their students, and um, you can see how it's changing a number of their lives. And so actually there's a video here we want to show you about one of our young people um, as he shares his testimony with you. 
Before having a relationship with Jesus, I didn't feel I had anywhere to go. I always felt lost. I was unhappy and tried different things to make me feel better. One night after a college football game, I decided to come to an end zone. I met Stephen Fair, Pastor Doug, and others from First Church. They invited me to come to Sunday night to hang time. I'd like to congratulate Seth um, on stepping up to the challenge of, of, of doing his best to, to attend uh, regularly on Sunday nights and Wednesday night fuel. Uh, and Wednesday night fuel stands for filling up uh, every life. Uh, but uh, I want to commend him for, for stepping up to that challenge. Uh, also, this last October, uh, Seth has started meeting, uh, we started meeting weekly to do Bible study, prayer, and accountability uh, together uh, and, and just try to encourage him to, to make. Um, better choices in his life. He prays for me as well. And, uh, and so Seth is a fine young man, and I encourage you uh, next time you see him uh, to just, uh, just say that you're praying for him, too, as he continues on his journey of faith. Um, uh, the other thing, too, is, is that uh, Stephen Fair, uh, he leads our, our uh, Sunday night growth group. Uh, and then Debbie Jackson, she leads our Wednesday night fuel. And uh, they both do an excellent job of engaging the students in conversation about their faith, about their actions, about their attitudes. Uh, and together we challenge the students uh, regularly to take uh, their, their faith uh, that they have and take it to the next level. Uh, and so we encourage them to try to be obedient to, to God's word uh, and, and follow his word uh, as, as they, they seek out what it means to be a Christ follower. And so it's our hope that each student will then uh, discover what it means uh, to be a Christ follower and, and then truly become the person that God uh, intends them to be. And part of that's because we're in small group together. The, uh, the third area that we really want to emphasize when we try to help people out with is this idea of living with purpose. Um, we believe that every person, every church, every organization, the places that you work all have a God-given purpose. Um, and so one of the ways in which we try to help you think through that, to find that, is the growth track. Um, right now we're on a schedule where we offer the growth track every, every, every other month. Um, and it's right after the services at 12.30 we offer a meal and child care. And in the growth track, we help people understand the purpose of our church. So like this mission statement that I'm, I'm sharing with you this morning, we help everybody better understand what we're trying to do and how we're trying to do it. We help everybody try to understand how to grow in your relationship with Christ. And so we have a class that's completely devoted um, to the spiritual disciplines or spiritual habits, um, to Bible study, to prayer, to fellowship. Uh, um, what am I missing there? Um, a number of other things. But... Um, we, so we teach a class on that. And then we have a class where I actually, um, we give everybody a personality test. Um, we give everybody a spiritual gifts test. 
That's, that's one of my favorite classes to teach because I get to understand you better. And believe it or not, you get to understand me better because I, talk, I, I tell you about my own. Uh, the, the areas that I'm strong in and the areas that I personally struggle with and I get to hear the same from you. Um, and then we try to uh, move people to a place where they are serving um, in the church, in the community, uh, in their workplace, in their areas of strength. Uh, where we believe that God has given them a, uh, a God-given purpose and talents uh, for that area. So that's one of the things that we are passionate about and we try to do. This past year, um, seven people moved completely through the growth track. Uh, so we are glad about that because what that often represents is it represents new people coming into the church who are curious about who we are as a church. Um, and uh, one of the things about the growth track, too, is once you take it, um, you've, you've kind of taken it, and so you don't have a whole lot of repeats. So over the past several years, most of our church has taken it. There's still a number of people in our church who haven't. Um, we encourage everybody to take it uh, because it just helps give you a better understanding of who we are as a church. One of our um, recent attendees of the growth track is Donna Peters, and she's actually going to be helping me um, organize the growth track over the next year or so. And so I'm going to have her share with you on how it's helped her. Hi, um, I'm Donna and my husband Alex is in the back. We've been attending First Church since um, May, about the middle of May, past six months. And one of the things is that, as Pastor Josh said, when you come in, the Sunday morning service is to help you know God. But if you're brand new and you're coming in and you're able to worship and enjoy and, and learn the word, you don't know much about anything else going on. So it's difficult because people have their ministries and their groups. And so going to the growth track was really valuable because in the first one, we learned about what is First Church? Who are you? What do you stand for? I learned that those statements up there living with purpose and experiencing freedom and knowing uh, God were not just nice signs on the front of the church, which I loved the way they were, but they were actually what you were about. And then learning what the church is about in the second phase, then you learn about growing in the Lord and being able to learn about the Bible study and Holy Spirit and prayer. And then you know, Ephesians 2.10 says that we are, uh, God has created works in advance for us to do. So by learning our spiritual gifts and areas, we can see what God has equipped us to do because spiritual gifts are different than our talents. And so we learn a little bit about what it is God's plan for us to do. And then in 401, you now get to see how does that apply here? If I'm good at this, what ministries do I have? There's, you know, there's so many ministries in this church, and every week I'm reading about a different ministry that's going on here. Are you one that can help with children, or can you help with Joanne's Pantry? Can you help with clothing ministries? Can you help working with seniors, with children, with youth? You know, there's so many things. So if you haven't went to the growth tracks, it's really a valuable thing to learn who you are in Christ and how you can be used in this church and to serve and help build the body of Christ. Yeah. Thank you, Donna. When uh, Donna first started to attend here, she had me over for... uh, she had me over for some coffee, and we got to have a, a good discussion. I got to meet her and Alex um, and hear about who they were and what they were about. And one of the first things she said to me, she said, Josh, um, I don't believe that we were saved to sit. 
uh, and I looked at her and said, I like you. Um, because that is one of our truths as well. As you think about kind of the last part of our message, to be set in motion to carry out the Great Commission and the Great Commandment, that's exactly what it's about. Uh, you are not saved to sit. Uh, and so the last part of our mission statement is to not only uh, for people to know God, uh, not only for them to experience freedom, uh, not only for them to know the purpose, but to live it out. And so when we talk about living in motion, um, one of the things that we try to do as a church is we try to provide opportunities for you to serve, for you to make a difference in the church, in the community, in your workplace, and in your home. And so we call these serve teams. Uh, we do our best uh, to figure out how God has equipped you, how God has um, shaped you and the gifts that God has given you so that you might join a surf team uh, because you were not saved to sit. Uh, one of our surf teams, I'm going to ask Alana to come up here. One of our largest surf teams, one of the one, surf teams that you know about, we have so many, um, is the pantry. And, yeah, you can share from down here. And so I'm just going to have Luana share um, a little bit about the pantry and kind of the joy it is to surf. Well, um Serving is what it's all about. The Bible calls us to serve. We call it serve teams here, but uh, actually the Bible usually refers to us as servants. And we kind of think of that maybe as being a little bit lowly, but that's what we're supposed to be is servants. Um, One of our youth years ago best explained it to me when he wanted to know why we had to, we were going to go on a mission trip. And he said, now let me make sure I understand this. We're going to pay extra to go on the mission trip, and then we're going to work. (laughs) And I said, exactly. So if you're going to serve, it's going to cost you something. It may not cost you money. It may cost you your time. It may cost you some tears as you uh, engage in other people's lives. But it will cost you something, but the reward is going to be tenfold back to you in... um, how he will bless you. So uh, one of the ministries that uh, goes on here in the church among the many uh, is Joanne's Pantry. And it is really a key part of this church, although it's located in a different physical location. Um, it is so integrated into the fiber of this church. It's been going on for 20, over 25 years. And... There is such a rich heritage, and it has such a good name in the community. Uh, We serve sometimes people as as far away as eight different counties. Um, We serve, on average, 450 to 500 families. So take this number and triple it, and you're about where we're at is the number of families that we serve every month. You serve every month. You support this ministry financially hopefully you support it with prayer sometimes we say well if you can't do anything else could you pray for us I say to you pray for us and then let the Lord decide what else you ought to do Um, so many of you have been involved in ministry for so many years this is an ongoing thing too it's generational I kind of wish the kids had stayed because I was going to ask the people who have worked at Joanne's Pantry to, um, to stand at some point, and I thought you would be pleased to notice that there are children who have 
worked in jo- at Joanne's Pantry. So it's sort of a heritage that is passed down. We have had a wonderful mentor. We took over the leadership about t- two years ago. My husband's been involved in the ministry for about ten years, but we have been mentored by Al Confer, who is still really in charge. <laughs> he, uh, he is, <laughs> he is uh, our, our leader. He, he focuses us. He mentors us. He keeps us moving in the right direction. Um, he, he teases us and keeps our spirits up, and um, we just appreciate him so much. Um, and he is um, 80-something. <laughs> One of our people who just retired because he had to take care of his wife, um, she, he just, relevant, just celebrated his 90th birthday. So this ministry stretches across the generations, and we need to instill in our young people uh, how important it is to serve we have two uh, younger gentlemen who have started working down there. Um, Mike, um, Reed. Like? Reed. Mike Reed, Reed. Mm-hmm. and uh, Tom Webb have started working down there very regularly. And they have just, oh, Tom is here today. <laughs> and they have just been such a joy to have them come alongside, bring some of that younger energy. Those of you who are currently involved in Joanne's Pantry Ministry, would you please stand? Everyone who works. Okay. Everybody who has ever worked at Joanne's Pantry, please join these folks. If you've ever worked at Joanne's Pantry. It's a blessing. If you want to know how much of a blessing it is, then just ask these people. It's wonderful to build the relationships with the people who are coming in. You see them. There's one gentleman who comes in, and every time he sees me, he says, Ma'am, ma'am, do you remember me? Do you remember me? <laughs> and it, it's just kind of, he, his face just lights up when he sees me, and it's so exciting. Um, he came in one very, very cold day. He was there early, and he came in, and we sat and talked. This is truly a ministry, and it is just truly a blessing to be able to work in this way and find, pray, and find the ministry that God has called you to and serve there, and your blessings and rewards will come back tenfold. Thank you, Luan. One of the this is serving is one of the strengths of this congregation. I, I believe that. Um, if uh, you notice, if you open your booklets that you've been given, um, we averaged about 157 in attendance each week. Uh, and we had about 156 people serve at some point this year. Um, and so many of those are serving consistently on a serve team. Um, some of those have at least signed up for at some point in time to do something alongside of us. And so that's pretty good. Um, and uh, that shows really where the heart of many of you belong um, Jesus said I didn't come uh, to be served but to serve and so if you are serving you are following Jesus and so we thank you for that um, and we're glad that uh, you are being faithful to God in that manner and so you've heard a little bit of what went on in 2016 um, we want to share just a few things that uh, we hope um, that God uses in 2017 uh, one of the things that we've been blessed with this past year is Pastor Mindy. Um, yeah, you can clap, Pastor Mindy. Um, 
one of the things that Pastor Mindy gives us the ability to do is to better minister to our children. Uh, and I don't know about you, but we, this is something that we want to do. Um, when you think about your children, what you think about is you think about the next generation of Christians. You think about the next generation of Christian leaders. Um, you think about the next generation of the church. And it's important for the church to invest in the next generation. It's important um, for us to make disciples of the old and the young. And um, Pastor Mindy uh, gives us the opportunity to do a better job at that. Um, and we've been seeing the results um, already. Uh, it's not, not necessarily like all these kids getting saved all of a sudden and we're dunking them or whatever. Um, but you, you, what you do, where you do see it uh, is in attendance, is one of the places in which you see it. Um, in, 2000, in 2015, we averaged about 12 children in our children's ministry. Um, in 2017 or 16, we are averaging about 20. So that's almost double. If you take the past couple months, we're averaging about 25 children. Uh, so just having the presence of a children's minister has helped us reach out to more children. And we've seen more, children, more families wanting to bring their children. And even last week, I mean, it's just because my child, too, is getting older. Uh, but this is just, it goes, it goes out to those of you working with their children. I don't know who worked with Judah last week, but we asked him what he learned at church. And for the first time, we didn't get the one-word answer, uh, God or Jesus or place. Um, what we got is he was telling us about Noah's Ark. Uh, and so that's, that's really cool to see. So now we have, we have more children coming um, than we've had in the past. And so we have this opportunity to minister to them. Um, and we want to make sure we do that. What also more children means is it means we have more grandparents, parents, uh, and so forth. Uh, attending our church that also need to be discipled. And so we've kind of acknowledged that there are some things that we can do to better uh, disciple our children and better disciple our parents. And we believe that this is an area that we need to focus on as a church as we, as we w- want to develop the next generation of Christians and Christian leaders. Um, and so uh, we are wanting to do that uh, by um, being very intentional about investing in our parents over the next year, especially in the spring of 2017. No matter, more and more research is coming out, and what it is telling us is that if you want your child or if you want your children to become Christians and follow Jesus and remain as, as faithful members in the church, the place to start is at home. Right? Uh, it's, it's more important than actually what even goes on here on Sunday mornings. Uh, it's more important than anything else. It's more important than their senior pastor, their children's pastor, the youth pastor. The most important person in a child's life are their parents uh, when it comes to their faith. And so we're, we're just going to acknowledge that as a church. Um, you probably see, have seen that in your own life. You've seen it in the lives of others. Um, And so we know this, and so therefore, what we want to do is we want to make sure that we are equipping parents then to disciple their children. We want to make sure that ministry not only happens on Sunday morning, but it happens Monday through Saturday as well in the home. And so uh, we are going to try to do this in a number of ways. Um, We're going to try to be very intentional about this in a number of ways over the next year. 
we're going to begin with what we're actually doing on Sunday mornings. And so starting uh, the third week of January, we're starting a series called The Story. Um, the story was put together by Randy Freeze and Max Licato down in Texas. Um, what it is, it, it is a preaching series that takes you from Genesis to Revelation um, in about 31 weeks. And so we're going to spread this out. Uh, it won't last this quite the whole year, but we're going to spread it out until about the fall of next year. And you will be getting very similar messages on Sunday morning with a little more meat. Right, uh, that the children are going to get it get, be getting. So if I'm preaching on Genesis one and two on Sunday morning, uh, the children are going to be learning about Genesis one and two on Sunday morning. And so the advantage of that is that you will get to go home, grandparents, parents, moms, dads, guardians. You will get to go home, and when you ask your children what they learned. Even if they are unable to tell you, you are able to have conversations about what you learned, and you're going to know that they learned something very similar to what you learned. And so it's, we're not giving you like any outs on not being able to know what was going on with your children or being able to have conversations with them. Now, Mindy's going to talk a little bit more about the nuts and bolts of how that will work on Sunday morning for the children and parents as well. So... In Deuteronomy 6, it tells us that we're supposed to talk with our children around the table and when we walk around and at bedtime. And so that verse, which uh, Ryan shared with us this morning, is going to be the children's department theme verse for the whole year. And so what's going to happen is as we work through the story material, they've provided for us parent pages. And so those parent pages are going to be handed out weekly. We'll also try to throw those up on the Facebook page because we know that the kids lose them. So... You can take that parent page home, and on that, it will remind you of what the focus is, the passage is, and it'll have questions that you, can, as a family, can answer together. It'll also have activities that you can do that will reinforce that week's lesson, and fun outings you can take that will also reinforce those lessons, so that you can make uh, everything you do kind of come back to that point throughout the entire week. And uh, sometimes we don't know quite how to do these things on our own. So that's why these parent pages will be important for you to pull out and, and kind of use together. Uh, also, to help with this, as we want to really focus on the word, we want to make sure that we're able to uh, make sure our teachers can really fine-tune that. And to do that, we want to make sure that our already busy parents can get their children here in a timely manner. So we're going to shorten our time frame on the Sunday mornings. We're going to start right at 10.30 with the children. So they'll need to be in their classes ready to go at 10.30 rather than right now we're at about 9.30, 9.15, So they're going to start at 10.30 and go till the end of service and work through, like uh, Pastor Josh said, work through that same lesson. That will give a little more time in the mornings for families to, to remind themselves what they were doing. And uh, also our, our teachers and helpers, we're going to be asking them to do some other things, which we'll hear about in a minute. Yeah. So what we're doing, we are condensing our Sunday morning services down to what we traditionally have called uh, Sunday school. We are, since we've had people, our, our children's workers have basically been here to serve early in the morning from 9.30, from, nine, excuse me, from 9 o'clock until after 12. Uh, and so 
um, they've been here well over three hours teaching our children. A lot of them are, are worn out um, by the time that they are done. And so we are asking uh, that they devote all of their energy to getting the story across during the one hour um, that we are all here, the one hour and a half that we are all here. But we are going to be replacing that time uh, with a very intentional ministry. Uh, and so we're not just getting rid of time with their children. In fact, we're creating a new time as well. And so I want to talk to you about what we're going to be doing on Wednesday night. And by the way, if you have no kids, no grandparents, or, or you're not grandparents as well, a part of this church, um, you're, not, you're still not going to want to miss Sunday mornings uh, because we are doing a series through the Bible. Um, and so I will be teaching the Bible on, on Sunday mornings. Uh, and so if you want to understand what God is doing from Genesis to Revelation, uh, you're going to want to be here each and every Sunday morning. But our Wednesday nights, too, we are changing the programming a little bit to be super intentional about discipling our parents on Wednesday night. And so we're going to be equipping you on Sunday morning, and we're going to be equipping you on Wednesday night. And so um, parents, uh, young singles, um, just people who might even think they might want to have kids at some point in time, um, we invite you to Wednesday nights. On Wednesday nights, what we're going to do, our first two Wednesday nights in January that we have scheduled, they are going to be family ministry nights. Okay, family ministry nights. And what we're going to do is uh, we are going to um, teach you uh, how to have conversations and how to minister to your children and to your family. We're going to take two nights to do that. And, and then we're going to take a couple nights, and I'm going to teach you how to read the Bible and so forth. And then after that, we're going to have um, several weeks of marriage classes. Again, singles, young married, uh, people with kids, right? Um, parents with kids. We want you to attend these classes because the health of the home is so important. Uh, singles, I don't also want you to shy away from this because odds are you may want to get married again. Um, and so we're going to help give you some things to look for, the type of person, the type of gal, the type of guy uh, to look for as well. We don't want to single anybody out on this. But we do want to invest in our young families on our Wednesday nights. And then we're going to do parenting classes as well on Wednesday nights through the spring. Uh, so we hope that um, if you hadn't planned on being here on Wednesday nights, uh, that, you, that you'll do that. Uh, Doug's going to share a little bit about our, what goes on for our children on Wednesday night. Students, excuse me. And then Mindy's going to share a, a few things about what we need also from people uh, because we have a children's program on Wednesday night too so that the parents can come. Right now we do not have a children's program on Wednesday night, uh, but we're going to start one. So. And so uh, with, with this whole theme of doing the story uh, and going from uh, through the Bible uh, front to back, uh, on Wednesday nights, since um, uh, you guys will be doing that here in worship, uh, the kids will be doing it, on Wednesday nights, uh, student ministry at Wednesday Night Fuel will be going through the story on Wednesday nights. And so what we want to encourage uh, you to do as parents and, again, grandparents, is, is uh, after, after that Wednesday night, uh, to engage those students, uh, you would have already uh, gone through that uh, story or that week's lesson, whether you're uh, here in the worship or, or working with children, but uh, to be able to then uh, have some conversations, meaning, meaningful conversations with your students. Uh, and so we're excited. Uh, I'm working with Miss Debbie Jackson to, to, to lead the story on Wednesday nights. And so we're real excited about that and in getting our students 
to get uh, a better understanding of God's word from front to back. Okay, so to better equip our families, what we're going to do with our children on Wednesday night while our parents are being equipped is we're going to teach them what they should be doing at home. So our children are going to come in, and instead of going to lessons like they've just sat through all day at school, we're going to have activity stations set up, things that they could take home, games or activities they could learn to do and take home and say, look, Mom, we did this fun game, or Grandma, we did this awesome activity, and they can recreate that at home. All the resources will be things they can find around the house, and uh, they'll be easy to set up. So they're just going to sit down with several different activities that they can choose from and just take that time to really learn how to, to do spiritual disciplines and how to work through the scripture uh, through fun and through learning and meaningful ways of sitting around the table and bringing family time back to the family. So we're going to do this, but we're going to need some help. So I don't need teachers, because like I said, we're not teaching a lesson. I'm going to need all of you people that don't have little kids to sign up and help and just come and sit down and play with the kids. That's it. You, you don't need to do any prep work, anything. It'll be there. You just walk in, sit down at a table that you like the activity, and play that with them and have a really great time. Uh, so I'll have a sign-up sheet starting next week at the kids' check-in desk. So look and see what dates you might be able to come out and have a really awesome time. You can sign up for one time if that's all you're available, or you can sign up as many times as you'd like. And uh, so we're asking that you just really start focusing and praying on what night you want to come out and do that. Yeah, so we we need help with this um, because we need people to be with our children during that time as well. And so uh, pray about that. If that's you, um, we really would really be thankful um, for help there. Uh, parents, if you are not unable to make uh, Wednesday nights, um, like if that's just a bad night for you, I still encourage you to be a part of a growth group. Um, and so basically your children need to see you uh, following Christ with a group of believers. And so it's really important to be a part of a group, even if you can't make it Wednesday night. Um, now we've talked a little bit about some programming stuff that we're going to do in 2017. Um, we really believe it's going to make a, di- the, a difference in the lives of so many people um, and our children. And we want to talk to you uh, about a structural project that we're looking at. Um, we're calling the Generations Project. And um, the stewards and elders have been working on this uh, over the past year. And we've been uh, working with an architect. You know, those drawings are really hard to see. And we're really still um, in some very beginning stages of this for the most part. Um, because these aren't even our most updated uh, drawings here. But one of the things that we want to do is we want to invest in doing ministry both for this generation and the next as far as our facilities are concerned. Um, And so we are hoping to remodel the narthex, uh, the children's wing, and the sanctuary. Um, Some of these areas will be getting uh, primarily facelifts. Some of them... um, We'll uh, be getting some major updates if the Lord allows here. And so um, what you'll see here is the narthex. If you're looking at the narthex there, one of the things that we hope to do with the narthex is we hope to make it bigger. Um, One of the things that new church developers are telling you that uh, you should have is your narthex should be about half the size of your sanctuary so that when people come in and when people come out, they have a place to be. Um, And they feel comfortable and they're not shoulder to shoulder and so forth. 
And so, God willing, we'll, we're going to try to knock out some walls and we're going to create some more space. Um, and so that you have more space to come in and come out on Sunday mornings. One of the things, too, that we know about our narthex is it is our first impression. Um, and you know what they say about first impressions, right? Yeah, you only get one. And so we want to, we're, we're hoping to put some new carpet down, um, bring in some more natural light. Uh, if we knock down a wall, that will happen. Um, naturally, we may put a window in and so forth and also bring in some more lighting, new carpet, um, new paint. We'll probably rearrange uh, with some different tables and seating areas and so forth to kind of make that a more welcoming area. We also hope to put a welcome center in. Right now, we don't have a welcome center. Um, we did, but we moved it to the children's check-in center, um, which is something that we needed. And so it's getting used. Um, just not in the way uh, that it could. We basically need both of those things. And so as you look at the narthex, um, there you can see some of those things going on. Now, as you continue to travel through, uh, what you'll see is uh, we'll get to the children's wing there. And so go to the children's wing. Um, and we're going to talk about a number of things here in this area. Um, You'll see as you walk through the narthex, you'll get to the children's check-in station, which is about, it's in a very similar position as it is now. Um, and as you walk through that hallway there, um, you're going to notice a number of changes. Um, one you're going to notice is the bathrooms. Uh, we have, we're hoping to install two ADA bathrooms. Um, this is, it's, it's kind of weird to like get excited about bathrooms. Um, but uh, if you've used the bathrooms on this side, you know how they can be difficult to get in and out of. Uh, you know that if you're handicapped uh, or need space, uh, you need, you're most likely going over to the other side of the church to use the restroom. Our families with young children, if they need changed, uh, they need to go to the other side of the building, to the new part of the building, uh, to change the children, to have a, a changing station. Um, if there's any group that we should be careful about making walk to the other side of the building, building it should be our handicapped, our aging, and our, our, our young mothers um, who need to change children. And so we're hoping uh, to put some ADA bathrooms in here with some space uh, that will really help improve um, the, this whole area out here as you, as you come in and as you try to make yourself comfortable. As you go down the children's wing there, um, you'll see that we're hoping to rearrange uh, some of the spaces in which our children are in. Um, since we will hopefully be installing new bathrooms, uh, the toddlers will have their own bathrooms and sinks. Uh, if you're a toddler worker, um, the odds are you're not because not a whole lot of people want to work with their toddlers uh, because they are running. Uh, I don't, if you know this about toddlers, right, toddlers are potty training um, and their bladders aren't real big. And so they are running from one side of the hall down here to the other to try to get to the bathroom. Um, and toddlers are just messy, too. And so we're hoping to put a, a sink um, in there and a place for them to wash and all of those sorts of things. And they will have their own bathrooms because they will be right beside the current bathrooms. And so they can have direct in entryway into those bathrooms. And then you can see that we'll move um, some of the other classrooms as well uh, just for convenience sake. Um, the nursery will be moved because the, the new bathrooms will potentially be where the nurseries are. Uh, and then Kids Church uh, will get a new platform and have an own, their own craft room and a number of other things. Um, so those are some things that we hope to do with the children's wing. All of this depends on uh, finalized budgets 
uh, and what we get back from the contractors. Uh, but we, we really think that we can hopefully do a lot um, together. And then finally, uh, one of the things that we want to remodel, the air, one of the, an area that we, want, we are hoping to remodel is the sanctuary here. Um, the sanctuary would basically get mostly a facelift um, with some tech updates. And so uh, what we're trying to do with the sanctuary is um, if you walk around this room, lift your feet up uh, because the carpet's coming up. And so the, the carpet is a tripping hazard right now, so we certainly need new carpet. And so carpet is one of the things that we want to replace uh, in the sanctuary. Um, something else that I just want to bring your attention to, and most of you are probably used to this, uh, but uh, one, of the, one of the biggest complaints that we get each and every week is sound. Um, and that's because we have a portable sound system in a room uh, that, in which we come to worship every week. And so these speakers that you see, all of this that you see here, uh, this is meant to like take to a particular place and set up for maybe a concert or something like that. It's not really meant for an area in which you come and worship every week to where um, you can bring up and down the sound and the way all the things that we need to do. And so we're hoping to put a sound system in here that's actually built for this room and for this space. And um, uh, so we've got quotes on that. We're looking to do that. Uh, the lighting, too, in this room uh, could use to be updated, especially platform lighting. Um, if you look at me, I've probably got shadows uh, under my eyes um, and on my face. And one of the things that we'd like to do, potentially, is to be able to do a little bit of video. Um, the reason I have shadows is because our stage lighting is all right here. Um, and stage lighting should always be at a 45. Platform lighting should be at a 45, so it's hitting the people on the platform at a 45 so that they are lit the way they're supposed to be lit and so forth. If we want to do any video work and to do it well, um, that's something that we're hoping to do um, uh, to help update the sanctuary. And then finally, this platform. Um, we are hoping to level off the platform. Uh, if you were to come up here and try to play music, um, especially to get back to the drums, it's very difficult uh, to do, and um, we're kind of we kind of push everybody over to the side, and we've made ma makeshift platforms to get people up on a particular level and so forth. Uh, and so we're going to raise the platform up all to one level to make it feel like it's larger, to be, really be able to do more um, and to bring more musicians up if we ever need to, if we have the opportunity to. Um, and to do different things, decorating, and also for even plays and staging and so forth. And so these are some of the things that we hope to do with the Generations Project. Um, it has not been finalized yet. Uh, we are waiting to hear back from the contractor with prices and light items and all of those sorts of things. And so we want you to pray about this. If you have questions about it, uh, we've all, I've printed off some booklets for you, and you can read a little bit about it. Um, but I want, you, I want you to keep in mind that in 2017, uh, we will have a meeting uh, to discuss this more, to bring out more information as we get it in the leadership as well. Um, the thing that we just want to make sure that we are doing as a church is that we are trying to move forward with all the resources that we have. And so first and foremost, that means you. Like We want to make sure that um, we are intentionally trying to make disciples with all that we have and with all that we are. Uh, and so we have... Uh, fantastic people in this church, and I believe that that's where your heart is, um, and to invest in people, uh, to live for Jesus Christ. Um, we have this wonderful church that God has given us um, that we want to take care of, this building that we want to take care of, 
and that we want to use this space for the glory of the God, for the glory of God, the best we can. And so I just ask that you pray with me um, today and for the rest of the year and into 2017 that that is what we do. And so I'm going to ask the worship team to come up. We're going to take we're going to sing one more song as we take our tithes and offerings. Um, I hope you will stick around for our business meeting uh, here afterwards. I'm going to dismiss everybody after this song, but I hope you'll stick around for the business meeting. If you have any questions and want to see how we're doing financially, I just want to, I want to thank all of you because I know not all of you will um, stick around for the business meeting, but uh, I want to encourage you. You know, when we talk about having a purpose and having a plan um, and living out for the glory of God, uh, you see that in the way many of you have been giving. Um, and the way that our church has been blessed. Uh, our uh, giving has been up this year, and so we're able to even increase our budget over the next year. Uh, that's because you guys have been faithfully giving. Now, that doesn't make sense if attendance is down for giving to be up, unless God is doing something in your hearts and your lives and your minds, and unless you believe that God is using this church uh, to spread the gospel. And so I want to encourage you to continue to, to give to this church um, and the mission of this church and to what God is doing. Um, and so let's pray over our offering and um, pray together over the next year as uh, we worship Christ together. Father, we give you thanks. We give you thanks because uh, you've saved people by your Holy Spirit in which you have used people in this congregation uh, to speak life, to speak truth, and to encourage others. Father, we pray that as we uh, partner together so that people will continue to know God, um, that you use each and every person in this congregation to do that. Father, we pray that people continue to have victory over sin in their life. Father, we pray that people continue to live with purpose. Father, we pray that this is a church that continues to believe that it's important to serve and to care for other people. Father, in 2017, as we get ready to approach that, we pray, Father, that we are a church that is about making disciples, that that is something that we care about, that that is something that we are passionate about, because it's the one thing that you told us to do after the resurrection, to go and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. And so, Father, we pray... Uh, for more disciples to be made. Father, today as we take our tithes and offerings, as we give our tithes and offerings, we pray that we do so with a joyful and generous heart and that you use all that we have and all that we are for your glory. And it's in Christ's name we pray. Amen.